kept us. Thank you for our brother, Minister Joseph Yeko, for you kept him, you preserved him. Father, we see be exalted in the name of Jesus. Thank you for those of us who traveled to go back in church safe and sound. Lord, we see be exalted in Jesus' name. As we go into your world, you open our eyes in the name of Jesus. You open our hearts in the name of Jesus. Your word will come out with life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We're going to be talking today. Uh, we started a series that is going to last the whole of the month. And we're talking about supernatural anointing for financial intelligence. Supernatural anointing for financial intelligence. I'll just define a few things. We'll know what supernatural means, something that is above nature. Something that is not more than your norm, more than your brain can capture. Now, what is anointing? Or maybe let's, let's look at financial intelligence or wealth itself. You know, you'll back elders say that wisdom is better or bigger than power. Wisdom is bigger than strength. At times, you may have financial strength. If you don't have the wisdom to manage that finance, eh, that money will fly away. There's a name in Yoruba that is called Alejolobo. What does it mean? <laughs> money is a visitor. <laughs> that the money will fly away if you don't do it well. So, Bible says in Deuteronomy 8.18, it says, but remember, that it is the Lord your God who gives you power to gain wealth. I'll read the other part later. But this one shows that you need power to gain wealth. Remember in those, maybe some of you, uh, you didn't know when those local authority schools, early schools, who used to exist in Nigeria, most of them have the same model. What's their model? Knowledge is power. Thank you very much. <laughs> so you may need the knowledge, that power, that dynamis that God that the Bible is talking about there may not be the gra gra power. We said last week, was it last week? No, two weeks ago, that uh, 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 the, the kingdom of God suffering violence and the violence shall take it by force. That force is not drag that force, it's not activism, it's not hey, you don't be you. That force is the force of faith. So this power here is knowledge. You remember that say the fact that you are strong and big and hefty doesn't mean you will open the door. Especially all these doors that you don't have password. <laughs> all these doors that you need to put your fingerprint or press a keypad to enter. You don't say, hey, I am, I am strong. Uh, okay, calm down. You may need the knowledge, this, this knowledge, this power is knowledge to make wealth. And he continues, he says, in order to confirm his covenant, the reason why I must gain wealth is for God to confirm his covenant, his soul to my fathers. There was someone that put something on Twitter. I will share that Twitter thread. Please read it. He said, how can you fight Mammon without money. Mammon is the god of money. How 
fight mammon. <laughs> you are brave. <laughs> so the believers need to get financial intelligence, financial bravery. Is not your way. Yeah. Yeah. My parents used to say something, and we heard this from our, our forefathers. We we know that, especially in the ministry those days. You will find a level 10, a level 14, a level 12 officer who lives in government quarters in those days. I don't know if they give them government quarters again. But you see a level 14 officer who lives in government quarters. The messenger to that man, the secretary has his own house. Or that never gets house. Do you understand? How come that man with his legal salary? He will have bought the land where you think that people cannot build out in. He will have bought it 10 years ago. He will be building a small, 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 small. By the time Oga now retires, that place that is blessed that built out has become. So Oga now will now, that is the time you will have to collect special land. So, <laughs> so financial intelligence is required. Not just the fact that you have money. How do you manage the money? So what have defined financial knowledge? You need that power, that knowledge to develop wealth. Now what is anointing? And we, I don't want us to be churchy about what anointing is. Or what anointing does. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. I want us to read in several translations. Isaiah 10 27. Isaiah 10 27. Yes. And it shall come to pass. Yes. Mm -hmm. Shall be taken away from off thy shoulder, yeah. and his yoke from off thy leg, yeah. and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Is that last line I want us to read in several translations? So, what is that anointing? How does the anointing make the yoke destroyed? Any other translation? NLT. Yes. It will break the yoke of slavery. Yes. Take it from thy shoulder. Yes. So that's. That's, that's the last time. Okay. Any other translation? Yes. Amplify. Yes. Amplify said, I think Amplify said what I'm looking for. Yes. Amplify said, so it will be in that day, yeah. the body of the Asherah yeah. will be removed from, from your shoulders. Yes. And it's yoke from your legs. Yes. The yoke will be broken because of the fast. Because of the fast. The anointing makes you fat. Read another translation. I have two translations here, but I want to see if we get it. Do you have ASV, American Standard Version? Okay, let's let me read the uh, Christian Standard Bible, CSB. There are several other versions that, that says this thing, but let me just read it because of time. On that day, his burden will fall off your shoulders, his yoke from your neck. The yoke will be broken because your neck will be too large. So, anointing makes you fat. Yes. The yoke that they put on your neck before, you become big, 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 pop. It breaks. So, anointing makes you bigger than the yoke. So, when the devil is coming with his yoke, imagine that the wristwatch of this baby, the wristwatch that will enter this baby's wrist, 
you want to put it on my wrist. As you are trying to force the wrist not into my wrist, what does that happen? It breaks. So when the enemy is coming to force a yoke of poverty on you, because you've been anointed, you are too big for that yoke. What does it do? It breaks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the anointing makes you big. This anointing we're going to be talking about in the next four weeks makes you bigger than any joke of poverty. Genesis 2 18 to 20. I'll read this part because of time. Let me just read it. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now, the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to, to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. Now, we only read this uh, thing for when we want to talk about marriage and uh, relationship and co. But we, 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 we miss the path of making choices. Adam could have called any of those animals wife. Do you understand? He could have called any of them. So God had empowered him to make choices. But Adam had the wisdom of God to name those things. And see, a number of other preachers say that Adam called them lion. Adam called them uh, giraffe. Mm -hmm. Adam gave them a characteristic. What you become carnivorous. Why? He had the wisdom of God to make those choices. When you are empowered, eh? empowerment is just, just means you are free to make choices. You have mobility. You have control. All this empowerment are politicians. <laughs> Let's go look at some of the empowerment. They give you sewing machine. That sewing machine makes that tailor able to make choice of bring your clothes. Do, do you understand? Empowerment. When you are empowered to make wealth, when you give, when God gives you the power to make wealth, the first thing, some of the things is you have choices to make. So when he says, I'm the one that gives you power to make work, I have given you choices. You can choose to call a giraffe wife. <laughs> you can choose to call wife gorilla. You have choices. Financially, you have choices. So we have three major empowerments. We won't, we won't talk about all the three, but we have spiritual empowerment. We have relational empowerment where you can relate, you have a part to relate with people. And then you have economic empowerment. That's where we're dwelling on. Spiritual empowerment, relational empowerment, 
and economic empowerment. So let's zoom into economic empowerment. And these are three questions that will that can give you financial freedom. Three questions. Question number one. Genesis 3, 7 to 10. Was talking about when they ate the tree of the garden and God came and asked them, Adam, where are you? Question number one that can lead you to financial freedom. Ask yourself, where am I? Where, what is my current situation? I've heard a number of people joke about uh, Adam's answer. God asked you, where are you? He said, I am naked. That's the correct. He understood where he was. He's not the God of asking where you are. It's not a physical location. The guy understood the position he was. Where are you, Adam? He said, I heard your I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. That is, he takes a spiritual eyes to understand that that is the real answer. Where am I? Don't say, I'm in Abuja. Who that will help? Where am I? What is the current situation? How much do I earn? Do you understand? Where am I? You need to answer. See, deliverance begins with this question. Deliverance. To even, because if they were still doing aspire to Shipaya, to expire to retire, God would not even start the redemption plan of even covering them. They were still hiding with fig leaves. Immediately he told God this and this. God made provision. So deliverance starts with answering the question, where am I? The prodigal son, we've, we've, we've talked about it during Sunday school. The first thing he realized was where he was. He looked at it, he came to his sense like, ah, this place I am. Look, look at where even the servants in my father's house are. So we need to come to your senses. You need to borrow yourself, brave. Open your mind. This is not spirit. This is not faith. Let them say, I am strong. Adam didn't use faith to say, I am redeemed in the name of Jesus. Where Adam, where are you? I am redeemed. Do you understand? Answer the question, where am I? It was when Adam and Eve knew where they are that God started working on where they are going. Although, uh, theologically speaking, uh, sociology is the doctrine of salvation or of how the plans of salvation and things like that. So theology makes us to understand that God has actually finished his plan of redemption before the were created, so we know that. But it was their acceptance, because they have a choice, the acceptance to know where they were, that that plan started being in place. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For some of us, when we get to when we get into trouble, we hide. And I don't know, maybe is this is this African thing? Don't tell you. Don't. Don't share your challenges. What is terrible? Calm down. Don't share your challenges. Blah blah blah. Praise the Lord. And when we hide, we sink deeper. So the thing is, surround yourself with people that can lift you up. 
If all of you are in the pits together, all, all of you are backbiting if you are in the wrong circle. You surround yourself with people that can lift you up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, you need to understand integrity in finances. Where am I also means don't live above your means. What can I afford? It is not, and you know, God help us. Uh, you are not even a man. I don't know when. Don't let me. I don't. Okay, maybe I should say it this way. <coughs> the definition of being a man is not by how much you can afford. It's by how much you can discipline yourself within your means and satisfy your needs, not your wants. So when uh, uh, I was, someone was sharing with me some times ago that ah, there was a there's a there's a woman who makes her husband uh, go, go into debt to buy a shabby to do this to, and I said that uh, the woman said even in a in a senselessness she still applied sense. The, I think the man was a messenger or clerk in, in, in the ministry. He applied sense. Why didn't the woman uh, lock her husband shape and say, we want to move back to Banana Island? Go and buy your house in Banana Island. He knows that even if it's more in her case. <laughs> she can just she can just be crazy with it. <laughs> we did the risk of her husband. Go and buy your house for 400 million. And your salary is 20,000. No, I want us to leave you. We are, we are moving to Banana Island by fire by force. So we know that even in our place, our grace is still with you. <laughs> Within the limit, you will not say that I'm going, I'm going to, uh, I want to buy a house in Metama when you understand that your salary is not very key. Am I right? So even the, the living above your means, you are still living above that your 100k means. So you can discipline yourself to live within your means. Do you understand? If, if it is, ah, I don't just know, whenever things just, see, when I, when I see things, it just enters my eyes and I buy it. You are buying it because it's still within <laughs> Why not see a house in the Ah! This house enter my eyes. I can't go and buy it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we can see that it is also our choice. We've been empowered to make that choice. Praise the Lord. So, question number one Where am I? Question number two Philippians 3.13. Can someone help me read? Philippians 3, 13. Philippians 3, 13 says, mm. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, mm -hmm. but this one thing I do, mm. forgetting those things that are behind me, mm. and reaching forth to those things which are ahead. Reaching forth to those things which are ahead. The second question you ask yourself is, where am I going? Yes, we've made mistakes, we've found ourselves in debt, we have done this, we've wasted money, we someone took us. Yes, that's where we are. Second question is where am I going? Where are we going as a family? What do we want to achieve? Do you want to buy build a house? How much of our salary can we afford to put on that? How much can we afford to give as arms? How much where are we going? Forget the things that, oh, you did this in the past. You did that. Forget that one. Straight up to where you are going. And question number three. 
Count the cost. Count the cost. Luke chapter 14, verse 28. It talks about which one of us wants to build a house and will not first count the cost. So that when you start it and you can't finish it, people are not making jest of you. Uh, the major cost for businesses and visions to crumble is because you don't count the cost. So we need to understand short, medium, and long-term goals. Short, medium, and long-term goals. Know where you are, know where you are going. And where you are going, don't just use, uh, what am I saying? Don't just do wishful thinking. Count the cost. You want to buy a house in Busi, how much is the house? How long will it take us to save up for the house? What are the opportunities? Is it MHF? Is it this one? What do we do? Count the cost. The Bible says the steps of the good man are ordered by God. So, for your steps to be ordered by God, you, what do we do? What's the next one? And put it upon the Lord. Now, there's something I need, I need, I'm also going to share. It's about being disciplined. Disciple is the root word of discipline. You can't be a disciple without being disciplined. And tithing is one of the things that teaches you discipline. I'm going to talk about tithing next week. Tithing teaches you discipline. Tithing is not just, okay, let me define tithing in my own. Tithing is systematic, consistent, prepared, intelligent commitment in giving. Tithing is systematic, consistent, prepared, intelligent commitment in giving. Systematic, consistent, prepared, and intelligent commitment in giving. So it's not, you know, the way we, I don't know if some of you did it when you were in school. When we were in school, when you know you are broke, you're about to be broke finally. The last hundred naira in your pocket, you just go and drop it inside of your God, this last hundred naira I'll drop you. Know, let it come back at one thousand naira. I'm doing trade my partner with God. This is hey, God, I'm trekking to my hostel now. The hundred naira I'm supposed to have used to pay. <laughs> no, God, no, go share my soul. And we do trade my partner with God. We do stock exchange. But that's not tithing. Tithing is not just what you do one off and expect that, ah, God, I have brought my tithe. It's a systematic, it's consistent. You prepare for your tithes. Prepare, and as an intelligence, commitment in giving. But we'll talk about that next week. I, I, and I, like, I think I've told the number of anybody that has been following me for years, you know that, you hear me say that. Paying tithes is different from paying tithe force. I don't pay my tithes. I pay my tithe first. Because it is, it's an act of worship. It's a law of first fruit. It's a law of firstborn. Have you noticed that it is mostly on most firstborns that there's always an issue? Am I right? There's always an attack. There's always something upon most firstborns. Because the first, if I, God has said that the first one, the first fruit is for me. Is the one that is for God that the enemy is interested in. 
the one that God has said, this one, you, you get, uh, thank God for grammar, you've heard several prophecies, ah, this child is going to be great, this child will be useful for my house. It is not that child that will be smoking in their head. That child, God, that you've heard several prophecies on their life, God, what is happening? It is that one that the devil will be interested in. So the same thing with tithes. God has said, give this one to me. It's holy unto me. So I don't just pay it to shame the devil I pay it first. It's a sign, it's an act of worship. Praise the Lord. So, one of the principles of financial intelligence, I'm going to give us all the principles, is that you pay stable bills with stable income. Don't, don't bring your normal bills, don't increase your normal bills into faith, income that will come by faith. You know that this is what I earn. Put your bills, your stable bills, for instance, you know you will pay house rent in November or in, in June. That's a stable bill, that will come. You know you will pay school fees in September, school fees will soon start now. It's a stable bill. You will pay electricity bill every month. Those are, you know, those are stable bills. Work all those things into your stable income. Don't work your stable bills into bonus. Ah, they may declare bonus. They are profit bonus. Ah, you now use your, all your, put all your bills on your profit bonus. Then when your profit, when they don't share profit, or, or in the post office, someone, uh, rats now eats, <laughs> or, or, or crocodile now enters the office and eats the body. Ah, we are not declaring profit this year. Ah, ah. Do you understand? When that profit, that extra one comes, let it be 100% extra. You can use that one for capital projects. You can use that one to tie property down. Go and buy land somewhere. All of us are still young. We can buy land in Kuji now. I was, over the week, I was with a, uh, <coughs> one man. Very lovely man. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a businessman. And he's also a, a, a very powerful uh, child of God. Uh, he's one of the uh, patrons of NCCF. So he was just sharing with me. Ah, I, I served in Abuja in 1976. <laughs> he told me the story of Abuja. That this Abuja itself is not Abuja. Suleja was Abuja. Was it the name? Oh, you know that story too? The name of Suleja is Abuja. That they renamed the capital after Abuja. They now renamed that Abuja after their king or their emir, who is Sule. So they now renamed it after Sule's, uh, Sule Jamil, Sule Stam. So that then they used to, they stayed their service in Abuja, served in Suleja. So they will be coming from Abuja to the capital to do FCTA, to do all those things, to do FCTA, to do plan, to do all those things, to make sure that they are cutting out the layout. The people that, someone now sent a picture uh, over the week, I saw it, that Hilton was in the midst of the bush in 1987. The person that bought that land in 1987. People will be thinking that is this one's head? Is it even in the uh, maybe uh, 15, 20 years ago? All these regrets that all of us are living, they were bush. So in this our age, we can afford to go and buy land in the bush now. So that when our children are getting into university, that place has become a city. Imagine your child living, see, don't let it is poverty mentality. That we say that, eh, I don't want to go back to my father's house. I don't want, I want to be on my own. Poverty mentality is out. 
Dangote child. He always went to the Dangote will live in the house, his father's house. He will live in it. Am I right? He will drive his father's house. In fact, he's a director in his father's company. You, you will never find a rich man's child saying that I'm not going to work with my When they want to do that, then they will work for 10 years in their father's company. And I said, I will understand why all they will use God, they will use the shares, they will sell it. I'll, I'll sell off my shares in my father's company. When they sell off their shares, they get ten million dollars to go and start life. Just like just like Donald Trump said, you hear that? Oh God, my father gave me very small money to start business, very small money of one million dollars. Ah, I come up for this house. Uh, there's nothing bad in your child getting out of university and you want to do business and it is your house they use as office because your house is in the town. Not at that time. You now want to buy a house in Wali. You now want to buy land in Wali. Do you understand? Let our children be able to have a step on us on whatever we've done. So this is the time we can do all those things. All of us in this church, we are still young. All of us are under 40. Go and buy it so that by the time you are 55, you can even buy what I'm planning. Buy six clothes. Fence it round. Give it there. You sell four to build it. Am I right? You sell four plots. At that time, at the time you are now ready, your children are in secondary school. The house, the land is now 50 million, 40 million. Sell four of it. Use the money to build the two. To build two plus. You cannot live with more than two. What do you want to do? <laughs> you cannot, your house, the matter you want to build cannot be more than two plus. Praise the Lord. So now, what are the principles of financial intelligence? This is how, <coughs> yeah, this is how you share your income. Please write this down. I will share this. There's a graph. Uh, there's a pie chart. Uh, it's just that we don't have a multimedia yet. We will soon have by the grace of God. Amen. I will have shared it for us. But please write this down. Uh, this is how you share your income. Number one, you pay 10% to God. How many people have read the, the, the book, The Richest Man in Babylon? The Richest Man in Babylon is not a Christian book. It, rec- it, it recommends pay 10% of your income to a lady. There is one, there is, there, I heard that Dangote pays tight to one of the fathers, one of the Christian fathers in Nigeria. There is, see, you don't know what people are doing in the secret. Hmm, you don't know what they are That 10%, just take it out and give it to a deity. That's what that book says. Give it to a deity. Don't give, don't eat it. So 10% to God. Number two, pay yourself 10%. And we're going to look at this next next week. We'll look at the biblical uh, evidence of this. Why? Because if you're not careful, when you collect your salary, you pay the tailor, you pay carpenter, you pay mechanic, you pay uh, cleaner, you pay... You to sweat and eat and sweat for the money. You discover you never paid yourself. Pay yourself, eat from your sweat. If not, you just die. Another person will call you, whether you spend it anyhow. So eat from your money. 
You may put it together, you may save the 10% and take it after a quarter or after six months and go on a holiday. Spoil yourself. Spoil yourself. Eat from your from your sweat. Eat it. Eat it. Especially we fathers. We pay school fees. We do this. We change ball. We do all this one. Uh, extra tire. This one is the carburetor. The car is faulty. You change this one. It's like how, how much did you spend on your own salary? On yourself? Go, 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 go. Make sure you put 10% aside for yourself. And this is also biblical. We'll look at it next week. Number, number three. You must save or invest 10%. I said save or invest. Because the older you grow, the lower your investment appetite. When some of us were young, we wanted that worry, they've duped us. So when we are talking to younger people now, they're like, this But most of them will not listen because they too need to learn the lesson. Because we too we didn't listen to our father, they will cheat you. So when you are growing older, some of some of the risk I can take now, grandma may not be able to take it. You can't expect someone who is about to retire and all this gratuity. You should have had it and put it in one investment. So, when you are older, you may need to save more. But when you are younger, you may need to start investing. One of my nieces, how old is she? How old is she? Just like 13. When she, yeah, 13. When she was 12 years old, I gave her 3,000 naira. I just wanted to teach her the principle of investment. I gave her 3,000 naira that will collect this money back. But I want that money to have given birth to one. Ah! How will I do? How will I do? No, 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 no. So, just as we sat down together, what do you, what do your, uh, what do your, what's it called? Your mates eat in, in class. Sweets and chicken. Man, you need to buy sweet and chicken and sell to your mates. So she used the money to buy sweet and chicken. Started selling in class. Now I said, ah, but I can, how can I sell the whole 3,000? I said, recruit agents. <laughs> How much? And she told me, I mean, this is a very smart girl, that they are 400, I mean, they are, I don't know, maybe 400, I mean, 40. You know, 40 sweets in a pack. Some are 45, okay? So when you give it to your agent, share the profit 50-50. You cover more ground. Oh, really? She's just calling, ah, oh boy, I have five agents. It all got to a time. The person selling sweets in their school became my agent. She's not even using all those small small children. She'll go out carry and drop a carton of sweets. In that position, and we'll give her return after after one thing. So when I saw her the next time, wow, okay, I give her another five thousand to add to her uh, investment. I'll collect everything back. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, and she kept. Now she doesn't even sell sweet again. She sell pebs. She sell pebs. Uh, all these pockets, uh, tissue. Those, those are the things she's now selling now. She's left, she graduated from the sweet actual level. But so we need to teach our children how to multiply money. Investment gives birth to money. Savings just keeps your money there breathing. But when you invest, you lose sometimes, you win sometimes, you draw sometimes. And I made that to realize it's not all the time you're gonna win. When you lose, shake off yourself, look at all, learn your lessons and move on. But we need to start teaching our children early to break to give back the money. Trust me. Because they, they, when I first asked that girl that, okay, uh, you made this, I think you made almost 200% profit. How much How much do you need to expand your business? Like, uh, I don't know. Now you always need to be prepared. 
that okay, now this money I'm having, I'm turning it around. What if I have this much money? How do I turn it? At 12, we need to start teaching our children to start seeing how to multiply money. Trust me, when they become 18, you will sit down. They just have daddy have closed the one million dollar deal. Let me tell you this. Ah, time is gone. Let, let me tell you, let me share this with you. The reason why fathers need to be careful what they name their kids. God put the first Adam in a garden that there was pure gold. They were they were they were they were precious stones. He put his son there. When the second Adam came, men didn't have a choice than to come and beat him gold. Because God named his son. Gave to, when you put, when you expose your children, fathers, when you expose your children to, you may not have money, but take them to places where their minds can be opened. son, who had an experience as his first job as a director in his father's company in Globe. The guy is just how many years older than me? At forty something, he was he was bidding to buy Chevron Netherlands, buy a whole Chevron. Why? Because his father had allowed him to play with one million dollars. Do you understand? So he can think of. You get my point. As a child, he has he has he has sat on on four hundred million deals. He has done transactions. Do you get my point? So he can he can imagine it. That is that is the only thing, one of the major things we can do for our children. Expose them to investments. Expose, teach them how to invest. Teach them. Open their eyes to it. So save ten percent or invest it. Let's do it again. Number one, how many percent to God? Yourself, Uncle. Save or invest. Now, you need to do insurance for 5%. See, insurance, using that, you use 5% of your income to protect your property. Time will not permit me to, to talk about insurance. Because uh, let's just do 5% and protect. Fire insurance, hazard, life insurance. The fact that you have life insurance doesn't mean you are going to die tomorrow. Do life insurance for your for your kids, for, the, for your wife. Do life insurance. Praise the Lord. So, is remaining how many percent now? Sixty-five percent. That is what you should spend. If you can live your income like this, now let, let, let me. Because people tell you that ah, sixty-five percent. Oh no, what is that? What are going to do? Let's assume that you are earning. Just for round figures, say hundred thousand. You will not die, Abi. Will you die? No. Will you commit suicide? Imagine you are earning sixty-five thousand naira. Will you die? You will still die. Do you understand? Let's say, let's use big figures. Let's say you are earning one million per month. You will still live. Imagine you are earning six hundred and fifty thousand naira per month. Will you die? Will you say village people are trying? So imagine also in your mind that that's 65% left. Eh? 
is what you have to spend. That's what you spend uh, on house rent. That's what you spend. So if you are if your children's school fees will be above sixty five percent or ten percent of your income, your children are going to do more too expensive school. If your house rent per month, in fact, on mortgage, so you should not spend more than ten percent of your income on your mortgage. Let's assume that we don't have mortgage in Nigeria, so it's house rent. If your house rent, if you divide it by 12 and it's more than 30% of your income, you are living in a too expensive house. <coughs> are, you getting, are you getting something? So, live within your means. If you can live your life like this, like the richest man in Babylon said, you have so much in your purse, and you also have so much, you have so much to spend, and you also have so much left behind to give in your purse. Praise the Lord. So, um, there's something I want to talk about. Maybe in the next, let's do it in the next few minutes. Yes. It's, it's called about Einstein's theory of relativity. Uh, for those of us who didn't do science, don't worry, I'll make it up. If you know the kind of TVs that our parents use in their days, you know those TVs that their back is like this. But some of them is like, is like, come on. How many people saw that TV? Those TVs that you first open, <laughs> so, but if you look at that TV, especially the tube, that back tube, is almost like the human eyes. So, Abad Einstein looked at it and said, if the eye can be like this and operate, we can build a TV that's also like that and to operate. If an aeroplane, a bird, can fly like this and has wings, we can build an aeroplane that also needs to go like this and take off. It's only the eagle that doesn't need to run forward or to take off. The eagle takes off on the spot. Why? Because the eagle's wings are so wide and so big that it can do like this and take off. That is the theory it made helicopter with. Because the wings, the fan, the blade are so big it can take off from the spot. So theory of relativity, if it works in this, it will work in this. How does it affect our finances. If you have a golden gate in your house, and I have a wooden gate in my house, you have a gate, I have a gate. If you are eating with spoon plated with gold in your house, and we are eating with plastic spoon in my house, you are eating with spoon, I'm eating with spoon. If you have a Lamborghini, I have a you know, you know what you're in photo LGBT. You have a car. I have a car. Once we can live our life like this, ah, contentment number one, you will not bother. Things will not things will not get into your head. What does it what are you sending your children abroad for summer holiday? Who go to grandma's house for our holiday? You went on holiday? I went on holiday. Do you understand? When we can, if we can, if we can live our life like this, you will live within your means. You are financially intelligent. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I think we'll talk. We'll, let's stop here because of time. We'll, we'll continue from there uh, next week. We're going to talk about tithing next week. Talk about how you dominate financially also next week. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Let's be on our feet. Let's just say a word of prayer before I invite my brother to, to continue the prayers. That Father, 
opened my eyes to what I need to do financially to make my finances better. Open my eyes. Let's begin to pray in the name of Jesus.